Today's scripture reading comes from John 14, verses 15 through 21. Hear the word of the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Y'all, I've already gotten four text messages from my mom just during the service. It's getting bad. I told her, I said, you can't text during church. I have disappointed a lot of mothers in my day. Um, I was the friend that didn't necessarily, you know, get my friends in trouble. Um, we got in trouble together, but I think it was just easier to blame me. I was the friend that, that the moms were kind of like, do, do you have to spend so much time with him? What's wrong with him? You know, just... You know, I went to church, I, I did all the things that they hoped that their, that their kids' friends would do, but, you know, it was just, we just got into a lot of trouble. And no matter, you know, what set of rules that they kind of laid out for us, um, there was just uh, no real effort to keep all of them. It was more just making sure that we knew what they were, just seeing how much we could bend them, how much we could uh, sort of get around them, the different loopholes that we could find. And, and we were pretty creative. We got, we got pretty good at it. And uh, as much as the guidance and the advice and, and the rules were, you know, tried to be kind of passed on to us, we we really kind of insisted on uh, learning all of the hard lessons in life our own way. Uh, you know, you just kind of had to make your own way. You kind of had to figure out certain things for yourself. And so um, there's, there's just kind of uh, these moments and these opportunities that, uh, that you always kind of come to. And whether it was uh, one of our mothers or one of our fathers or one of our teachers or uh, any of our Sunday school teachers or something like that, it was just feeling like you just kind of constantly disappointed them. Um, but man, were we having fun. We had such a good time. And, <laughs> and, and it's one of those that um, there was a lot of unofficial rules that we lived by. Um, 
We had to be home by the time the streetlights came on. Um, don't embarrass yourself. And as sure as God is in heaven, don't embarrass mom. You know, it was one of those that it just kind of went without saying. Um, I was an acolyte at uh, uh, Waynesville United Methodist Church just outside of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri when I was growing up. And, um, and pastors have gotten smarter as years have gone on. It used to be that the acolytes sat up in the front of the worship space with the pastors. I think my season of being an acolyte changed that for all of Christendom. And they eventually just started moving the acolytes down to like the first few rows where not as many people could see them because uh, I would, you know, chase bugs. I would, you know, rip up paper. I would do everything in the world to uh, distract and disappoint and frustrate uh, everybody who had made sure I understood all the rules of what I was supposed to do. And, and as, as me and my friends have kind of grown, um, I've had a chance to kind of reconnect with some of them and see if any of us actually uh, made it through life yet, uh, met, whether we've kind of grown up and learned any of our lessons. And uh, some of us have had kids of our own that we can corrupt in our own special, unique ways. And it turns out that a lot of the advice, a lot of the guidance, a lot of the rules that we were given when we were younger um, we're actually pretty smart. I needed a little while to kind of reach that point to where I understood that a little bit, but, but it turns out that it really wasn't about me keeping the rules, and it really wasn't about whether I disappointed somebody or whether I let somebody down. It was um, really the fact that whether disappointed or whether there was rules broken or no matter what I did or how I messed up, I... I always felt like at different stages of my life that I always had somebody who would come alongside me, that would encourage me, that would lift me up, that would uh, help point me back in the right direction and, and really kind of help make sure that I knew uh, just how capable I was of being a person that helped other people. And it's those people in life that, that we come alongside us. For some, it's mothers. For others, it's fathers. For others, it's uh, neighbors or friends or teachers. Or it's uh, people who come alongside of us and, and help us to realize that life is more than just kind of a set of rules, but it's something that unlocks us to be able uh, to live with such a way and such a purpose that we make this world a better place through the love that God has given us. That we can rub that love off on other people. And we learn in our scripture reading today that there's a word for that type of a person who uh, comes alongside others. In fact, uh, in the scripture um, that we read today, it's called an advocate, that Jesus uh, will ask God to send an advocate. And our English language um, kind of limits that word a little bit um, because it is such a broad and deep and wide word. Um, the, the Greek is paraclete. And, and what's so unique about the word paraclete in this instance is the first time that it's used in the Gospel of John is it's a new word. It's an invented word. It, it, it's come from the root of um, something that comes alongside you. 
And this is the first instance that it was now changed in such a way to now mean a person. A person who comes alongside you. And so it's been interpreted as an advocate, as a counselor, as a healer, as a mediator, as an intercessor. So this word paraclete uh, has been translated in all sorts of different ways uh, to come down to the notion of Jesus is asking for one to be sent who will come alongside of us through all of life, through all of the struggles and the disappointments, through all of the joys and the celebrations, through all the moments that we feel left behind. There will be one who reminds us that we are more loved than we have ever been. And we are more capable than we've ever imagined. So this story right here in the Gospel of John is, it follows the Last Supper. It's in the last evening that Jesus spent with his disciples. And uh, just in the chapters before, uh, we get Jesus' last commandment. We get Jesus' last teaching with the disciples. That this is my last commandment, my last mandate, that you love each other as I have loved you. That you embody my love in such a way that as much as you have felt redeemed and forgiven and saved, as much as you have felt uh, all of the grace and mercy that Jesus can come to be with us, I want you now to show that to other people. And to love each other as deeply as I have loved you. Now it goes without saying that Jesus is a lot like some of those moms in our past of saying, uh, now I realize that you're probably not gonna listen to me all of the time. There's gonna be some moments where you wanna go off and you wanna do it your own way. There's gonna be some moments that you feel like you know better. There's gonna be some moments where you need to learn some of these lessons on your own. And so I'm not gonna leave you alone. I'm not gonna leave you abandoned. I'm not gonna leave you orphaned. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna ask God to send another paraclete to you. Um, to send someone who will come alongside you in this life. And we miss that word, another. We'll send another paraclete to you because the first paraclete we got, the first one who came alongside us was Jesus. Was the word made flesh, was the one who came down and, and put on life and skin and clothes to come and to walk through life with us and to show us what this way looks like. And so how is it that 2,000 years later, those of us that didn't walk through those footsteps of Jerusalem and Palestine and Galilee, that now we are all of a sudden allowed to have a responsibility or a relationship that we're allowed to know what this word and this flesh and this life and this way looks like because of the promise that Jesus gave right here in chapter 14, that another would come down to us. One that wouldn't just be in one geographic region or one point in history, but one that would always be with us. The very life and the spirit of the ministry of Jesus, the very breath of God rooted in the way that Jesus showed us what this life can look like when we live it with love for others and loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and loving ourselves. Just what that looks like when our life is rooted in love. And so Jesus really lays out right here in this text the importance of what it means to live life in such a way that the very Spirit of God is wrapped around us in such a way that it rubs off 
and gets poured out for others. And he lays out that faithfulness is the key of discipleship. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I feel like my mom told me that too. But the thing is, is the rules that my mom gave me were never really about trying to keep me in a box, but were really designed to help me see just how incredible life could be and just how capable I could be in recognizing the strengths that God had given me and taking advantage of the opportunities that were in front of me. The rules were a way to try to guide or direct or to uh, mentor or even correct me in the different ways that I would stray off the path, but in hope that a little bit of love would rub off in different moments that would help carry me to something bigger than I ever imagined was possible for myself. And so we do have a Holy Spirit. We have an advocate. We have a comforter. We have a mediator. Uh, We have the one that comes alongside us in all those moments of life and unlocks a power and unlocks uh, a grace and a mercy and opportunities that we never thought were possible in this life and get to be an embodiment of Jesus's love to the world. That the way we live our life is grounded in the way that Jesus lives his life. And then gets to be lived out as an expression as love for others. The Holy Spirit, the one that comes alongside us, is the one that teaches us uh, that, that our lives are in alignment of the way that we behave and the way that we act and the way that we treat others should be a reflection of what we actually believe about God. That all of that forgiveness that we've recognized, that all of that grace and mercy that we've received, that that is not a one-way grace. That that is meant to be filled up and to be poured out and to be given away just as freely as it was first given to us. And that we are woven together, that we are breathing in, that we are walking together with a spirit that will always continue to give us more than what we can possibly use. So generously pouring grace and life into us. Walking with us through hurts and through hardships and through disappointments that we might come out on the other side and see that this truly is a spirit of truth. The one in which all the promises that were ever given to us are more true today than they have ever been in this life. And we experience a life that is greater than we've ever possibly imagined. Jesus asked for the Spirit to be with the disciples in the moment that they're going to be most vulnerable. And we'll see here in just the hours and the days ahead of how they slowly start falling away and they start denying and they start uh, falling away and they start going back home and they start scattering after Jesus's uh, arrest and torture and execution. But it's this spirit, it's this promise, it's this advocate, it's this healer, it's this comforter that Jesus prayed that God would send to us that brings them back together. 
and turns them into those fishermen and those tax collectors that are scared and scattered into a family and into a way that changed the course of this world and paved the way for us to see just what this embodiment of Jesus' life can do for the world. So a couple of years ago, I had a chance to, uh, to catch back up with uh, uh, one of my best friend's moms. Uh, she's since retired, and uh, I ran into her at an event up in Huntsville and uh, got to kind of uh, share with her a little bit about what was going on with my life and uh, got to hear a little bit about what was going on in her life. And, and y'all, wouldn't you believe it? Uh, she had a little bit of shock and surprise in her eyes when I told her I was an ordained pastor. And I guess I can't really take it too personally because nobody was more shocked than my mother. But we get to really be amazed at how life can change, at just what God's life can do to transform communities and situations. And y'all, we carry that transforming spirit and life wherever we go. We don't just pick it up here in this room. We don't uh, just access it when we need it out there. This love of God, this spirit of truth, this advocate is with us wherever we go. Encouraging us, forgiving us, steering us, guiding us, lifting us back up. And pouring all of that into us that we might do the same for others as well. This faith that we have is supposed to be rubbed off onto others. It's supposed to be a testimony of what God's love can do. That we should be known by the world by how much we love each other. That we should be known by how much we extend grace and mercy. And how much our lives can be transformed becomes a testimony of just how transforming and complete God's love in this world can be. And though our faith rubs off, it never wears off. It's something that continually renews. It's something that continually breathes. That this paraclete, this advocate, this Holy Spirit that we have is always with us, always renewing, always filling, that we might go and truly be the children and disciples that live in such a way that not only do we live according to Jesus' commandments, but we embody those commandments in just how holy and thoroughly we pour out grace and mercy for this world. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Love each other as much as I have loved you. And the world will know that you are my disciples by how much you loved each other. So let us go forth and to share that love and that grace for the world. And to take this invisible spirit, this invisible advocate, this invisible comforter and healer, and make that love visible for the world. Amen and amen. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty and gracious God, we give you thanks. Lord, that your life is wrapped around ours. Lord, that you promised us that we should never be alone, that we should never be orphaned, that we get to experience your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness. And Lord, you live your commandments in such a way that we recognize that they are a way of life. Lord, help the way that we behave and the way that we act 
to align with what we believe about you, that you are exactly who you've always said that you were, and that, Lord, through the spirit of truth, we can see just how true your love is for us and just how much you love us and desire for us to love this world. As we do all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen.